So you made it. This far. <laughs> We upstairs. I let you up here. You special. Man. Welcome to episode 100 of the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey. Like we always do about this time, I hope this episode reaches you all in good health, that you're taking care of yourselves and your loved ones, as we know how important that is. Episode 100, man. It's a monumental episode. I know with reaching milestones like this, like it's supposed to be a celebratory episode and reflecting on things, um, reflecting on my journey. I'm going to choose one of the later episodes with numbers that's more significant to me to do that. But I don't want to glance or gloss over the importance of this milestone because it's such a huge milestone. Um, it's a monumental achievement. Um, it signifies that I stuck with something like I, I feel like I've done a lot of things in my life um, that's pulled me in many different ways, which have made me more diverse um as a person but a lot of those things you know they ended abruptly or i just didn't see them through and so i've always had this like what if mindset um about those things and this is something that i'm still pushing through like i I didn't get distracted i didn't ever get knocked off my track i'm still recording these episodes we are nearly Four years in, and we are 100 episodes in. Well, 100 plus, but as far as the original episodes go, we are 100 episodes in. That's something that, I don't know. That's not something that I really had my eyes set on when I first started out this podcast. Before I do go any further, I want to say happy Black History Month to all my people. Y'all know if you are an avid listener of this podcast, how important that this month is to me. Um it was only right that this episode fell on the first week of Black History Month. I strategically planned that because why not? I mean, it's Black History Month. This is a month that signifies pride, signifies joy, signifies power, signifies unity, signifies celebration, and many other things that I probably missed for me and for my people. And I'm glad that I was able to share this milestone with you all in such a monumental uh, month for me. Last episode... We spoke about worth. I I detailed the many instances to where I was able to um, assess my worth, may have forgotten my worth and didn't properly assess my worth and seen people get taken advantage of because they didn't know their worth. One of the greatest aspects I, I left out in me not assessing my worth that I didn't explain to you all was the survivor's guilt or survivor's remorse aspect of it. The textbook definition of survivor's guilt is a mental condition that occurs when a person believes they have done something wrong by surviving a traumatic or a tragic event when others did not. And this relates to me because, I mean, I have experienced a lot of things that may be considered traumatic for a lot for a lot of people. Um, and I, I've experienced a lot of things that I consider traumatic. I think growing up in the environment that I grew in, um, it being such a hostile environment, um, growing up in an environment to where, you know, it's normal to see, you know, gun exchange, a fire, gun, gunfire exchange from a distance, um, to hear gunfire exchange from a distance and all these different type of things like that is, that's a scary sight. It's a, it's a traumatic experience. I have to live through that type of environment to have to grow up in that type of environment. Um, even like the, the survival tactics that I, that I've learned growing up in that environment, um, by people who, 
you know, spent their entire lives in that and tried to equip me with the proper knowledge to to make sure that, you know, I make it out of that environment. Um, being taught, you know, how to operate within that environment, looking every driver in the eye as they drive down the block, never sitting with your black, you're black, never sitting with your back to the street, um, knowing the exits, every exit when you're in the building, always facing the exit when you're in the building, um, observing people when you're in large gatherings and, and watching their moves and different things like that. Um, losing friends and as a, as a, as an elementary student, losing friends to gun violence, um, you know, being six year old, seven years old and hearing somebody didn't never made it back to school because they got hit with a bullet in a crossfire or got hit with a straight bullet or whatever the case it may be. Like that's traumatic. Um, losing relatives, losing siblings to gunfire. Like, this isn't a type of an environment that a child should have to grow up in, but it's the reality for a lot of us. Not just for me, not just for the neighborhood I grew up in, but neighborhoods all across the world. Um, this is like just what we go through. This is what we have to go through every day. And again, I'm very grateful that you know I was able to get up out of there at an early age um, and didn't have to experience a lot of things that I seen my siblings or my relatives or other people or friends and family had to go through. Um, but the fact of the matter is I still spent a decent amount of time in there to where I experienced these things. And so as an example of that, my mind kind of got clouded and my ability to access my worth was clouded as a result of that. Um, I feel like I've achieved many things. I've attained many things. I've experienced many things in my life. And I've always had this mindset of or mindset of, wow, this is not supposed to be happening to me. And I think that is a lot largely due in part to me having the survivor's guilt. I've gone on vacations with that same type of mindset. I've been in the most beautiful places in the Atlantic Ocean and in the Caribbean and been in those places and have this mindset and telling myself, wow, people where I'm from don't make it here. So I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this is not supposed to be happening to me. Life wasn't supposed to pan out the way it did. Even work, like I disclosed in the last episode that I work for one of the biggest agencies on one of the most recognizable brands all across the globe. And even when I first got there, like I had that mindset, like, wow, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be working for this type of company. People where I come from are not supposed to have these type of things play out in life. And honestly, I'm working on shedding those thoughts because everything that I've attained in my life, everything that I experienced in my life is a direct product of me working my butt off and me being set up to achieve these things and to experience these things. Part of me shedding those thoughts is me going into those places, me going into these experiences with the mindset of me smelling my flowers, me understanding that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because I worked to get there. And that's how life panned out for me. You know, it's unfortunate that many others didn't doesn't get to experience life the way that I have from the places I come from. But I should operate in those instances or in those environments with the mindset of I'm doing this for them and to provide hope for other people who grew up in the same type of environment that I grew up in to let them know that this is achievable and that this is attainable. So in order for me to get rid of those type of thoughts, in order for me to shed those thoughts, I had to start healing from another traumatic experience, one that I'm going to detail in this episode. I want to give, before I even go any further, I want to give an apology ahead of time to my YouTube viewers. I'm going to spend a lot of time with my head down. 
um, because I'm going to be reading, reading. And so I feel like I had to apologize. So it's kind of rude. Um, but I mean, at least y'all get a good view. My sister hooked up my braids. Y'all see, I got me out. She got me out here looking like a young Bubba Chuck. But no, for real, I want to apologize because you're going to find out in a couple of minutes why my head is going to be down. But uh, that traumatic experience I'm speaking about is me being discharged from the military. To give you all a backstory on this letter that I'm going to be reading. Eight years ago, was it eight years ago? Eight years ago, I was discharged from the military. But I found out that I was getting discharged the year before that. So I found out nine years ago. And this was largely due in part to, I still don't understand what it is, but it was it's a DOS rollback. And essentially what I understood or what I understand the DOS rollback to be for the Air Force is when they have to shed manpower in order to create more revenue for the service. And so how they do that is they get rid of trouble airmen, they get rid of people who are brand new in the military and either not good at their job or have been in trouble. Um, and then people who have been in for too long and are just not good at their job and they're just going by the wayside. So that's what the DOS rollback. I think what I fell under was I got in trouble. I had an incident to where I got paperwork and I believe that's what made me, that's what qualified me to be um, eligible for the DOS rollback and what led me to uh, get an honorably discharge. This experience in itself was 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 scary. It scarred me because I wasn't sure about anything. I wasn't sure if I was actually good at my job, as I disclosed in the last episode. I wasn't sure why this was happening to me. I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. I wasn't sure what life had planned for me. Um, and so what this episode is going to be is me finally beginning to heal from that experience because I've harbored a lot of those feelings and it has blocked me from really smelling my flowers and uh, counting my blessings because I've been through that experience and I know that I've experienced so many losses that things can go awry and in the snap of a finger and that has scarred me and has impaired me from fully, fully counting my blessings, but I'm getting rid of that. I'm going on a vacation at the end of the month and I can't wait to finally experience something with the mindset of I'm here and this is exactly where I'm supposed to be rather than I'm not supposed to be here. So what I want to do is I'm going to read this letter I wrote to my younger self, really my 20 year old self, um, but it's kind of to my 20 and 21 year old self because my 20 year old self is a person that had to prepare for this transition, but the 21 year old self was a person who actually went through the transition. So it was mainly for the 20 year old self, but kind of both of them. But let's get into it. What's good, little bro? You know, cause he little bro, I'm big bro. What's good, little bro? There's this common saying amongst black folk that goes, you ain't come this far just to come this far. I want you to remember that. Repeat it as a daily affirmation if you have to, just for assurance. Because this is not the end of the road. We just getting started on a long journey where you will experience just as many victories as you will losses, big and small. There's no way to prepare yourself for it either. First, you should take time to heal, then move on from this discharge. I understand that this is your first job and this is a career that you have planned on putting 20 years in so that you can retire at the young age of 39, but this is not the end. By heal, I mean fully take on those emotions that are coming from this transition. Allow yourself to experience them. Allow the pain. Allow the hurt. Allow the discomfort. 
Those are normal feelings that come with loss, changes, and transitions. Go through them. Don't ignore them. Loss is not something that's new to you. At this young age, you've lost so much, and I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Over the next nine years, you will experience even more. Now, once you're done grieving, clear your mind and look on a brighter side. It's an honorable discharge. You are still recognized as a veteran, and there are still countless amount of benefits that are available to you because of this. You are still recognized and appreciated nationally for the time you serve. Even though it doesn't feel like it, you've got a new lease on life. Take advantage of that. Let's be honest. Although you decided to serve for the money, to travel, and for benefits, and to retire before 40, only half of those things remain possible. You are severely underpaid. In fact, eight years from now, after taking five years off from working full-time, you will be accepting a promotion and a raise in a different industry where you will be making nearly four times what you are making now. And in the career field you're in, you don't really get to travel as much as you thought you would either. Not being a paralegal and not being stationed at Bill Air Force Base. You actually travel way more as soon as you get out. You celebrate your 22nd birthday in a place you've always imagined living. Actually, two years later, you're celebrating your 24th birthday in that same place, but this time as a resident, not as a visitor. And you stay there for nearly three and a half years. And the experience is everything you thought it would be, plus more. In between that, you take advantage of your newfound freedom with impromptu trips to wherever. Chicago for a weekend to watch the Bulls playoff game? Why not? Boston for a weekend to watch the Bulls playoff game? Why not? And man, I can't even describe the tropical vacations you embark on. There's no words for the beauty of this world that you will get to explore. Lastly, as I mentioned, you secured those benefits. So all the things you were afraid of losing, you actually maintain or receive more of in abundance. I tell you all this to tell you that you have time to figure things out, figure life out. That concept of time is something we're going to revisit later, but just remember that. Another thing, don't be afraid to tell your mom and your grandma they are proud of you regardless. They know you better than anyone. One has devoted every single day of her life to raising you on her own and preparing you for the realities of this world. The other has lent a hand in doing so, as well as nurturing you. So they know you better than anyone. They know what you've been through, and they know the odds that are stacked up against you. I know you feel like a disappointment, but you're not. Express to them what happened, how you feel, and what your plans are, and I guarantee you they will be ready to comfort you and support you however they can. You are still young and developing into an adult. Although you are taking care of yourself, you still have emotional needs and they are there for you. Also, don't effing go to Vegas. It's not worth it. F Vegas. Use this time to continue to plan for your future. For one, you don't even really spend time with your girlfriend at the time who lives out there. Other than the hours on hours she spent, you spend waiting as she shops at the mall. And you know how much you hate waiting on people. Then y'all end up getting into an argument and only reconcile because she saves you from some BS that occurs later. For two, although you are going out there with friends who experienced the atmosphere of Vegas during Floyd Mayweather's last fight, it's actually not his last fight. Two years later, he fights an MMA fighter 
And then a year after that, he takes some trash exhibition match in Tokyo. And on top of all that, you don't really walk with Floyd like you have in the past few years because he insists on being a coon and that rubs you the wrong way as a fan. And to top all that off, you don't even get to watch the fight, like not even a single second. Why, you ask? Because you get arrested the night of the fight for jaywalking. <laughs> because some pigs on Fremont Eagles got bruised when your friends asked them why they are stopping y'all for jaywalking and not stopping the white people next to y'all who are also doing the same thing. Also, you briefly pursue legal action for this, but eventually you let it fall by the wayside. Do not do that. Stay on it. You were targeted because of the color of your skin, and then you were detained and put in jail after you make an assumption. This is in violation of your civil rights. And while I previously mentioned that you have a girlfriend and you will remain in a relationship through the remainder of the decade, your love life at the moment is complicated. I can't help you with that, my dog. My only advice to you is to be honest with yourself and the women that you are involved with. Your previous relationship ended abruptly, much like this career in the Air Force, but this is only at the hands of yourself. And the way you go about it is so immature. And you are aware of that at the time, but you ignore it. But because of that, the decision eats at you for a long time because you never allow proper closure and healing. Your current partner at least deserves to hear about what you are dealing with as soon as you recognize it and are able to express how you feel. For someone who's invested so much into you and your relationship, the least you can do is spare them from wasting their time. Time. There's that word again. Time is so precious, man. You can never get it back or make it up. Be very critical in how you utilize this. Remember I opened up this speaking about losses? A lot of those losses come from not managing your time correctly. Other losses eat at you because you feel like you didn't utilize your time correctly. A year ago from the time that you're reading this note, remember you had that horrific loss? One that would probably plague you forever. Because even 10 years later, all you think about is how you didn't make time and how you feel like if you made time, things would have probably played out different. A year after reading this note, you run into financial hardship because you didn't take the time to budget and manage your finances, despite being encouraged to. Your first car, your pride and joy gets repossessed because you failed to take the time to really look at how this transition from airman to civilian affected you financially. You didn't weigh how much this move from Sacramento to San Diego also affected you financially. And having to take on new responsibilities such as rent and bills affected your money management. With a little time allocated to managing your finances, you could have taken care of this. Earlier, I mentioned that this new lease on life gives you the opportunity to refocus on your passions, music being one of them. This DJ thing that you're doing feeds that passion. It allows you to expose the world to some of your favorite music and artists and it allows you to be an artist of sorts, something that you've always longed for, but were too afraid to take that step. Dedicate more time to this. Learn the tricks of the trade, spend time networking and learning from potential mentors while also learning your consumer behaviors. Most importantly, practice, practice, practice. You don't have a job, you don't have children or any other responsibilities. You should dedicate as much time to this as possible because it can serve you well in the wrong one if you stay with it. Family. You're pretty good with spending time with family, but you need to get better with prioritizing that over other things. That time is more precious than anything. Again, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, 
but you will experience a lot of pain due to numerous deaths that will plague your summer to summer from now. There is no possible way you can prepare for this, but if you learn to prioritize the time spent with your family, it will at least cushion the blow a little bit. There are so many things I can tell you to help you along your journey, but I feel like these tips are probably the most vital. Just know I am proud of you. Your road to get to where you are now and where you are going to go is unconventional as hell. But it's 100% you. Your entire life, you have gone with the flow, taking what's been given to you and making the best out of every situation. This road is suitable for anyone who prefers not to have control over their life. And that's not you. Step out of your comfort zones. Take those risks. Deal with the consequences, good and bad. Apply to that school in New York. Learn to shed things that no longer serve you. Be expressive and let people know exactly how you feel. Grow out of those teenage friendships. Leave those friendships and relationships at the first sign of a red flag. Set up a five-year plan to follow through with it as much as possible. And most importantly, just live your life. I'm excited for what's ahead for you. And I wish I could tell you everything to better prepare you. But I know the way that your mind works. And if you feel like something is too easy at the first attempt, then you believe that it's not meant for you. So I'm not going to do that. Transitioning to new things are always frightening. But you've never met a challenge that you were too afraid to tackle. Your entire life has been about persevering. So you should know how to get through this in due time. Signed, Greg. My what to watch for this week. We're going to go with. Women of the Movement on ABC. Thank you all for allowing me to use my platform to start this healing process. Hopefully I can encourage you all, if you may be harboring some same type of feelings or things like that, to do the same. Um, This has been therapeutic for me. And hopefully it can serve the same purpose for you if you need it. That's the Speak My Peace podcast for this week. I'm out.